Hey folks, it's Jamie Oichel from RunningRestaurants.com where we give you the tips and tools your restaurant needs to be more profitable and successful. Today I've got a great five questions with episode for you featuring Constantine Zareff of BlueCart.com. We talk all about what's good and bad in the business as well as what's coming down the road technology-wise in the restaurant space. Interesting stuff for sure, so let's go. All right, Constantine, I'm excited to be with you here today, so let's get right into it. Question number one for you. What do you absolutely love about the restaurant business? Uh, I love many things, uh, many things. I, I obviously love food, and what I particularly love about the restaurant industry is the level of innovation and the level of excitement that it, it, it generates in all of us. I feel like some of these restaurants can actually make you feel uh, at home, even when you're away from home. And I also feel that because this industry is so difficult to operate in, and it's so rewarding to see some of these innovators come up with brand new concepts and succeed at it. Um, so that there's many, many things to like love. I think that, that um, the restaurants are an integral part of our own culture, right? So uh, just like, you know, language, art, uh, food is really, really important. And, and I love the fact that, you know, a restaurant can be, you know, a piece of home away from home, yeah. Yeah, I like the way you talk about that because there's so much going on in the business. And when people do it right and you experience that as a consumer, when it's done right, it's such a neat feeling. And so uh, so I appreciate that. And I'm going to take you to the flip side there because you're in the business. And so, you know, there's pieces of it that, that don't work out well. What what do you not like about the restaurant business or, or more specifically with a kind of a positive spin? What would you absolutely love to change about the restaurant business? Um, great, great question. So I think that – you know, the, the restaurant industry is an extremely difficult industry. And it is, as, 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 as you know, it's a, it's a razor-thin margin industry. And operating in this industry is extremely difficult. And with, with razor-thin margins come very low wages. And with low wages, right, and you, you, you're expecting individuals to do an extremely difficult job. And I say this because, you know, from my own experience, you know, I've, I've, I've done, you know, management consulting for a publicly traded company. I've done investment banking and for, a, you know, a really large investment bank. So I've done, you know, considerably difficult jobs, and now I'm a founder of, of, of a tech company, right? So, but when I think about what a chef, a restaurant operator has to go through every single day, with the level of support that they have today from technology, it really blows my mind how somebody is able to successfully operate a restaurant on a daily basis, knowing what they have to go through. So it's it's a very very challenging industry. That's a good it's a good that's a good answer and a way to think about it because you think all the pieces that have to go into it, and you talked about some of them, all the juggling, all the struggle. And all that sometimes equates to, a, you know, 5% net profit, 8%, 10% if you're doing well, 15% if you're killing it. And um, you would think with all those pieces and all that, all that work to do it, that, that the formula could somehow be where you could be really successful, you could have better wages, people could, could have all those pieces. So I, I think, you know, part of what you guys are doing and part of what we do is trying to kind of restructure the, the the restaurant industry so that it can be more profitable and successful for everyone involved. So so I guess we'll continue that fight. And um, speaking yeah. of the tech, technology side, you guys are definitely heavily there. You're looking at stuff. Where do you see things going over, say, the next three to five years in the restaurant space as it relates to technology? You know, it's, 
I can answer your question directly. I think that there's something that, that as an industry, uh, the rest of close attention is to essentially like 40% of food is wasted in the food service industry. And this 40% comes from the supply side, okay? And so bear with me. Essentially what happens is that you have, you know, a seafood supplier that cuts the fish into certain fillets, right? And as a result, there's a lot of waste that happens. There's a produce supplier that, uh, you know, has imperfect foods that have, you know, a certain pieces of, of a vegetable that do not never see the market. And as a result, a large amount of this is wasted. What happens is that uh, us as consumers, we've been habituated to expect a predictable menu every time we go into a restaurant. And as a result, uh, that has forced restaurants to essentially, like, have uh, very kind of like clear expectations of what they need to buy every day and what products, right? And we need to source those tomatoes year-round, regardless of where you're based. So if this industry had the ability to have a fluid menu where essentially like I am going to cook a, a certain number of dishes based on what I was able to buy today in the market, and my my clients are comfortable with something like that, you can immediately address, you know, tremendous amounts of, of, of productivity, of food waste, and you can create an extremely exciting environment. I mean, like, take a look at that. Some of the best restaurants in the U.S. have, you know, have no fixed menu, right? You go in and either they dictate what you're going to be eating that night or essentially they give you very limited options, right? Those restaurants have no food waste. Those restaurants operate with just-in-time inventory. Those restaurants are extremely efficient and extremely profitable. And the reason is because, like, they've, you know, they've, they've habituated their audience to expect the unexpected, right? They've uh, created an environment where, you know, their suppliers essentially give them the freshest product, products. In many cases, they actually supply local goods, which, you know, becomes a much more sustainable practice, right? So there, there, there's fundamental things that, like, that can have a dramatic impact in, in, in many aspects within this industry. And additional, like, you know, there's, there's a tremendous lack of, like, technology in the back of the house, right? So we've seen how the open tables and things of that nature and, you know, POSs and things like that have uh, essentially changed the, the, the front of the house of the restaurant industry. But the back of the house is kind of like the wild, wild west, right? And we still see chefs, uh, you know, having to buy a fax machine to, like, fax their orders. We still see uh, chefs logging into multiple websites to do their daily orders. Or and we see bartenders staying at the end of the night, uh, you know, hammering phone calls one after the next to call their sales rep to place their alcohol orders. You know, that, that's just ridiculous, right? Like, there's, you know, we use in our day-to-day lives all kinds of technology to ensure that we communicate in a much more convenient and frequent way with, with, with our community, right? So, like, how come we're not applying those technologies into our work, work day, right? So that's essentially what Blue Card does. You know, it, like, it connects restaurants to their existing buyers and enables them to have a much higher frequency interaction. It brings them closer together and improves those relationships to make sure that they can run more efficiently. So, you know, so there's fundamental challenges with the how this industry operates today and what are the consequences of, of how we've been habituated. And then there's opportunities for technology, 
technology to solve a lot of these problems. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it'll be interesting to replay, say, this call in three or five years and see if some of that's been, been addressed because you absolutely hit on some inefficiencies that, that you think are, are going to go away. You keep thinking they're going to go away. And, and I hope that in five years from now, the, the ones you, you, you hinted at there are gone. Like they're just, they're gone from the, 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 the way of operating a restaurant. You take away those inefficiencies. So now back to the previous question, people can be more profitable. You can spend less hours. You can make more money uh, because you're not wasting uh, both supplies and people's times and, and things like that. So I think that, I think that's a good, good, good point. Good stuff to think about. So keep, people keep pushing ahead everybody and, and find these solutions. You talk to restaurant operators as part of what you guys are doing and you're growing so all over the world at this point. So what are you hearing from them that are some of the biggest obstacles and challenges they face in the marketplace today? They face tremendous challenges, and, you know, from managing staff, from retaining staff, some of the best restaurants in the world and essentially experience churn based on their ability to um, continuously like educate their own staff. So in some cases you would see that, you know, high end restaurants, you know, start the churn that they experience is because their staff stop growing and they want to go somewhere else where they can learn a new skill set. So educating and constantly educating your own staff becomes a priority and it goes from like wait staff to like you know your 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 front of the house team to your 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 um your back of the house team so it applies to everybody there are essentially like there's a constant need to like stay in tune in terms of like you know what is what is that you know the the trend in the industry what are people looking at and what are the priorities that that your your community evaluates right like so it might be the case that you live in a, in a in a community that is very price sensitive, and that's that's something that you need to take into account. You might be in a community that is better off, and as a result, they can be uh, much more um, sustainably focused, and they want you to buy sustainable goods. So staying informed is very difficult because these individuals have to work so hard and so much, right? So. And there's opportunities for technology to start like freeing up some of that time and ensuring that these venues remain relevant. At some point, um, I was told by um, an industry accountant that restaurants who have a significant, exciting event every three to four years are those restaurants that essentially stay in business. If those restaurants essentially like continue operations ongoing, right, uh, and this, is, this was a, um, a New York accountant, and essentially they go out of business. So, you know, that could be from publishing a book. That could be from, like, trying new events. That could be from, you know, a really edgy uh, menu. That could be from, like, having a guest chef uh, program or things of, things of that nature that will make your community come and, like, come and revisit you and so such that you don't grow stale. So there's all these different dynamics in this industry that are occurring that ensure that you, 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 you know, you go out. And additionally, and to my surprise, millennials are not going out to restaurants as much as other generations. So, uh, you know, and, and, and millennials are traditionally like big foodies, right? So like it was completely contrary to what, what I would expect. Uh, but it turns out that millennials are not as much of a diner as they are as other generations might be. 
So that's really surprising. So there's essentially like even like demand side, like demand side, like challenges that they're facing. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So the demographic stuff is interesting. I like what you said mm-hmm. there about keeping things interesting at the restaurant and, and a major event or something that shakes things up, kind of re-energizes people as a, as a key factor. I, I hadn't really seen research like that. But I like that. So, so if you're listening, you should kind of think about that in your businesses. Has, has, are things turning stale? Um, how, are you doing anything different? Can you bring some new excitement into your your business to make sure you're you're re-energizing both your staff and your community and your local uh, customers and so forth? So I think that's a, that's really a key insight there. Uh, I like to close with this as as we, as we wrap up. Just kind of a personal note from you. What who would you say? has been a role model for you and your business uh, as an entrepreneur or in your life in general? And it could be anyone, right? It doesn't have to be from the restaurant world because I know you've, you've touched different businesses. W- what do you think when you think about a, a role model? In, in, in my particular case and professionally, you know, I, I look up to uh, Jeff Weiner. He is the CEO of LinkedIn. And I particularly like the way that his leadership style has been evolved over the years. Like his leadership style hinges upon like, you know, dramatic empathy and, you know, and understanding how his team, his customer base think and based on that manage accordingly. I was incredibly impressed how he managed. And I don't know if you recall, but and right before Microsoft bought LinkedIn, LinkedIn suffered like a 30% drop in their share price. At that point, my my gut feeling tells me that like a proportional amount of their staff was thinking about leaving that company because they saw their salary cut so dramatically, sure. right? And he went on stage with his team on a closed meeting, right? And he essentially told them, listen, this is people's perception of our company. It's not our company. Nothing of our company has actually changed. It's, you know, investors attributing a different value to us. But, you know, you guys are the same people that were yesterday and so forth. It was a pretty touching and very genuine speech that, you know, I definitely aspire to, uh, you know, have that type of, like, um, even keelness in, in such difficult times. Good one. Good story there. Yeah, I, I'm uh, definitely been – I've been using LinkedIn quite a bit more lately, and they are, I think, doing a really good job. I, did, I didn't know Jeff's story. Uh, I, I didn't know his story as the CEO. I'll have to dig into that to learn more about what they do. But uh, take, to, take, a, take a minute here, Constantine, uh, to tell uh, one or two minutes about what you guys do a little bit more as well as where they can find you on the web or on social, et cetera. Let us know. Yeah, so uh, let me see. Uh, so I obviously work for Blue Card. What we do is we empower and restaurant operators to communicate with all of their existing suppliers in a digital manner. The application is offered at no cost to restaurants. We monetize through suppliers, so we sell them essentially like online mobile platforms and things like that, and that's how we make money. So that subsidizes the product for restaurants. So I encourage everybody to go to bluecard.com, learn a little bit more, or download our apps. They're in the iOS store or in the Android. And, and then Google Play, so they can actually and they can download the app and be in business right away. You can find us in, in Facebook and in Instagram and all the usual channels at Blue Card HQ. Otherwise, uh, give it a try. Again, you face uh, no cost; it's offered at no no risk. So you sh- you know you're, it's something that will dramatically improve uh, your existing operations, and hopefully, the fact that we have such a large user base. And it gives you a peace of mind that Blue Card knows what they're doing. Yes, sir, absolutely. Well, thank, thanks, Constantine, for joining me today. I appreciate it. Folks, this has been Jamie Oikel from runningrestaurants.com, 
along with Constantine Zruff from Blue Cart. Be sure to check them out on the web at bluecart.com. Thank you so much for listening, and all the best for your restaurant business.